0: Hello and welcome to the Common Sense Mental Health Podcast. My name is Timothy Crumley and I'm here with my co-host Emma Cranston and Carlos Morced, uh, who is uh, also our uh, producer. And today we're going to be talking about the election, which um, for those who are not aware, um, I don't know how you could not not be aware, um, that we have an election coming up, yeah. um, here in, in the U S if you're not aware, you are the problem.
1: <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa.
0: Okay, so we, are,
2: <laughs> we are off. We are off in this podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the truth. People need to hear it. Oh, okay. um,
0: I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna refute that. Um, so, uh, this said, um, I'm going to try not to nerd out in, in today's episode, um, as For those who have listened in probably previous podcasts, that when we touch on this topic, even looking at it from a clinical standpoint, uh, I tend to um, get lost in statistics and electoral maps because it is a, I guess, not a hobby, but something that I am interested in in and of itself. So I will try not to do that today. Um, Carlos will try not to shame our listeners into doing anything. Uh, we'll see how that goes. We'll how that goes. Um, <laughs> Emma will brace herself. Uh, I'll be here. Through the, through the call. Uh, and But no, but I think what we're going to try to focus on though today is because we did talk about this several weeks ago. And I think today we're going to talk about uh, what we're experiencing with our clients, well, both as therapists as well as with our clients now that we're getting so close. And this election taking place and in of itself being a collective trauma, depending on the person that you may be working with and depending on one circumstance. But beyond that, this happening in the context of 18 other collective traumas and in the context of a pandemic and other world events and, um, and stuff. So yeah, kind of navigating all that. And then what happens after November 3rd, and there's a lot of things that are up in the air right now, a lot of uncertainty. So there's that trauma in of itself, but even if things go in certain directions, what should our clients be expecting what should we as therapists be expecting how do we navigate that so in a nutshell that will be today's focus if we can fit all that in um but first here is a little bit about our practice so common sense mental health is a it's, it's basically the overhead for a group of private providers uh, licensed mental health counselors social workers uh and we operate within our own practices, and we provide uh, teletherapy throughout New York State. We also provide in-person therapy as well within the Capital Region, and all of our providers are competent in teletherapy. Uh, We specialize in video, phone, as well as text-based services, and some of our providers have their own practice that work with Common Sense and in those practices, they may be overseeing uh, interns or um, sort of pre-licensed providers who are under limited permits uh, or something along those lines. Uh, but that is common sense mental health in a nutshell. Um, any questions, you're always welcome to reach out and ask, and we will be happy to answer. All right. So we will jump right in then. Um So, yeah, so I guess I'll start in terms of working in my practice and seeing that I know for myself, I'm having lots of feelings and reactions, and then working with clients who are not only having their own feelings and reactions, much of the time, and I guess I consider myself fortunate and I guess in a way um, that in most cases, when this does come up in clinical work with a client right now, I'm in a position where my client and I agree a lot. And that seems to be happening quite a bit. I just, I happen to be fortunate in that way. I'm sure there's various factors that have allowed for that or have led to that. Um, And I say fortunate hesitantly because on the one hand, kind of know what to do with that and i'll talk more about that too but on the other hand i think it's important for providers when they have a client that they don't agree with on some of these things and what that looks like and depending on what it is that you're not agreeing on and where to go with that and how to address that so um i've been finding that and but then on top of that so even if i agree with a client for the most part or completely on what's happening Uh, You know, my client's context varies, so I consider myself as benefiting from a lot of privilege, um, even as an openly gay man. Just on how I present and how I'm perceived. Um, I am benefiting from a lot um, in terms of our systems, and I work with clients who some benefit a lot as well in their own ways, others don't. And you know, again, that varies on many, many, many spectrums. And so in a case where a client is not, and in a case where essentially I'm working with someone who is way more vulnerable to the current administration, um, navigating that too because as a provider i have reactions and feelings to that and i want to best support my client and at the same time i think we need to be talking about our own reactions as providers so again in a nutshell that's kind of what i'm navigating right now and now that we're you know in the you know coming two weeks of this um you know it's obviously being focused on more and more and it's almost sort of like everyone's kind of holding their breath The sort of this like you know this all said, I'm curious, Emma, what has your experience been? How, I guess, yeah, how has this been in your practice? How are you doing with all this? Yeah.
1: I I have a good chunk of clients that I can you know like on paper we can relate a lot like you know female similar ages similar like backgrounds perhaps where I have to be particularly attentive to some of my own uh, some of my own reactions because it could very easily turn into like oh girl same Um, so it is kind of like I have to really be more attentive to holding the space as opposed to Taking up part of it. Um, I've noticed a lot of my clients, similar to, to what you're experiencing, it's just becoming a lot more of a thing in sessions. Uh, whereas, you know, a month or so ago, it was still a thing, but it, it almost seemed more common for people to say, like, you know, I'm just feeling really like anxious about the future. And I'm not really sure why, because like the pandemic has been going for a while and I get that. Uh, sometimes I would throw out like well how do you feel about the upcoming election and it would just be like this light bulb oh my gosh I'm terrified right I forgot Um, so kind of like not quite making the connection that there was already an impact playing out for them Uh, I feel like people are now a bit more cognizant of like oh yes I have an increase in some of my anxieties because the election is in two weeks Uh, So I guess just more awareness overall. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like that awareness seems to shift. Again, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm hearing that right. But it seems to shift depending on who you're talking with, what their current situation maybe what's you know that it it shifts for them and then it may just come up in session and like you said and you go from that sort of micro to the macro layer it's like yeah things are going okay i'm progressing things are happening oh that's right there's all this uncertainty and you know lots of things that are out of my control and and it's a very different story and and um yeah there's a very different reaction to that um Uh when that comes up if that sounds accurate Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No, and I'm finding that, too, that, again, I have clients that are navigating things in their personal lives where things are not going great, and then I also have cases where it's, you know, things are progressing and and things are going pretty well in that, and I think I've run into that, too, where it's like there is that shift, and I can personally relate to that as well, right? It's like, yeah, I'll be going through it. I'm looking at X, Y, and Z, and like, yeah, this is, you know these things are going, going well, and I'm, I'm doing okay with this. And, and then I'll think about the larger context or something will remind me. Um, and then suddenly I'm feeling depressed or I'm feeling anxious around that, um, which is part of the trauma, right? Like that's, that sort of, even that sort of back and forth that happens can be part of the trauma. Um, and then, you know, when's that other shoe going to drop? I know people talk about, and i don't know if that comes up in your sessions but i think times like this contribute to that right contribute to that sensation of because we're living in a time where it seems like shoes just keep dropping eventually Um, you know or you can distract yourself for a while and look at the things that you're doing well but then you look over here and there's there's the shoe um yeah absolutely absolutely and i appreciate where you started with that too and i guess that's part of what i'm and this, again, ties into the privilege aspect, ties in, you know, for me, where I want to sit with that client that I agree with on a lot of this and right and go, yeah, absolutely. And what the, f- you know, what is happening, you know, with this and, you know, isn't this messed up? and But then, I mean, there's many reasons why we need to be careful with how we do that with clients. Um but I think one of them is, again, I need to keep in mind the context. And we may be agreeing on this particular thing, but do I understand or do I experience that in my day-to-day in the same way that my client does? And there's a good chance that I don't. Right? There's a right. solid chance that my client is experiencing this thing in a way more personal way than I might be. Um, uh-huh. And what's at stake for them is actually different than what's at stake for me. Um, I think we all have things at the stake when it comes to you know, the next couple of weeks, but that may look different depending on context looks like Um,
1: absolutely
0: yeah yeah absolutely uh carlos do you have any thoughts i don't you have any thoughts no No. (laughs) (laughs) nothing you want to
1: add
0: um no okay how are you feeling about the upcoming election
1: why are you putting me on the spot like that
0: (laughs) (laughs) so for the for the listeners uh, to know and understand um that before the show you made it very clear yeah that you weren't interested in contributing. So now I'm throwing you in front
2: of the bus. Lovely. And putting well, the spotlight on you. Well, I'm, I just... Because this is a more clinical topic. It, it so is. I can't really... I don't really have anything to say about it. Because uh, you're, like, really, like, analyzing the therapist-client relationship in this situation. And I'm neither of those categories that so I can't really speak on either.
0: I guess not being in the therapist's shoes Uh hearing that yeah and 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 hearing what we're
2: talking about yeah are there any reactions um okay the Uh, only thing that came uh, up see there is something okay so the only thing that came up for me was um it's it must be really difficult for um therapists to not just like have a conversation with their clients, mm. you know, because you're actually there, you're doing a job. You're there, you have to listen to the client and process the client's thoughts without, like, without, I don't know, without, like, giving your own opinion in a way, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And I, I can't imagine, like, giving advice like that without without doing that. Mm-hmm. Emma, are you okay?
0: Something like <laughs> fell or...
1: My cat has a Kona she's climbing around she just knocked over a speaker she Aww. is like Aww. a rain of terror angel, stop it!
0: Did that okay. all happen with the cones from-
1: <laughs> yeah
0: oh, i'm so sorry she's
1: getting her little head stuck uh, oh sweet baby i, I can right. hear she's her upset. oh my god oh no she's upset about it oh. she lay down
0: oh now your head's stuck again oh. is she, she's, she's, she's uh in our, our uh, podcast she is yeah <laughs>
1: Famous in her mm-hmm. misery. Oh, <laughs> sorry
0: about that. No, that's you're okay. Good. That's okay. Um, and so going back to this, so Carlos, that's I, I, I appreciate you picking up on that. Um, mm-hmm. that is important, by the way. Okay. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, I know it is. It's really hard, especially mm-hmm. with this. Um, and it's it, and one thing I wanted to share today, too. I Part of what's been helpful for me is, and I don't I don't mind self-disclosing this, that in my own therapy with my therapist, who and I think I've talked about him in previous podcasts before. So some people, I, I may have said this before, uh, that he is very, um, very, uh, I say like old school, but he's uh, very ethical and he, he holds a frame, right? So he's very psychoanalytical. He's been in the field a long time. Um and he has been, so, yeah, so, um, so my, my therapist is very sort of structured in his, in the way that he, uh, uh, approaches his work overall. Uh, but he's also been pretty open with me about his views because we do align on them. Right. And what I mean by that is, so he hasn't like flat out, like, like you were saying earlier, on, like, he hasn't like come out and said, you know, you know, Oh yeah. Like, you know, I, I completely agree with you on that. And that's totally, you know, and, and, approached in a sort of a nonchalant way like that. what he does, I think this takes a lot of skill, he's very subtle about it, but in a very subtle way, validation shows that agreement. Um, or he'll, he'll ask me, you know, he'll ask me, you've, you've met him. Yeah. So you can see him doing that. Yeah. Um, he's really good at that. So he'll he'll ask a question of me in terms of, like, what my thoughts are with everything happening, because he knows that I'm really interested. I'm, I'm not just interested in it, but also, it, you know, it impacts me. Um, and he'll ask me questions about it, but in such a way where I can tell that he's thinking on a similar wavelength, and and wants to hear my thoughts with that you know right. he'll, he'll validate by saying oh yeah no i saw that as well or you may want to check out this article this article talks about you know similar perspectives on this or which is telling me that you know he's seeing it in a similar way right that i'm okay. you know i'm kind of aligning with him on that but yeah at no point does he say so there and say if yep, i'm uh you know registered this and this is who i vote for and i'm completely with you on that and um yeah there's no you know so there's self-disclosing without self-disclosing if that makes any sense um Uh and that's been very helpful to me because that, i mean for me again as an openly gay man in that session with him makes me feel safer talking about this stuff and this stuff does impact me so it would feel weird to me if i a couldn't talk about it in session and b not that i could not work with him i think i still would but there would be this big question mark for me of like well what are his political leanings because he seems pretty progressive and he seems you know edu- you know educated in these ways and, and whatnot um but I don't I don't know really what his views are with X, Y, or Z and, and that would again that wouldn't get in the way, but I think it it would take away from our work. The fact that I have uh-huh. a pretty good idea where he stands on that stuff actually is kind of helpful to me in terms of uh-huh. feeling safe and, and just knowing who I'm talking to, knowing what that context is. Um, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But all of that, even even as I'm saying, it feels like a very fine line. Like that feels very like delicate, you know, like that's a, that's a, that's a process. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think you labeling
1: it as like a very skilled intervention, 100%. Um, I'm trying to imagine myself doing it and the, like the closest I can come is I've had a client say like, you know, I know you're not really allowed to like, like, we're not really allowed to like have this full political discussion. And I was kind of like, well, you know, it's not quite the the frame that we're completing our session under. Um, you're free. Like we can discuss it through the context of how it influences you. But then I said something like, but you may notice my face. certain moments as we're having this discussion and he kind of laughed and he was like oh totally yeah (laughs) Uh, so there was the acknowledgement without saying like oh yeah I totally agree with you you're right
0: yeah absolutely
1: but even that is like way less artful than. Oh, here's an article I read that you might find interesting. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, no, but I think that that's still that's that's still a good way of going about it, though, because you're you're acknowledging you're 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 acknowledging even the sort of like the nonverbals that might be at play. Uh-huh. And I feel like in that you're almost sort of giving you're giving the client informed consent, and you're giving kind of permission in the space to have those nonverbal reactions. If that makes sense, it's like, now if you do uh-huh. make a face, you know that the client is expecting that and it's understood that you're going to show a little bit of your own humanness in that. Right. And um, my guess is the client probably appreciates it and it... it kind of allows you to do that if that makes sense Um,
1: part of my whole initial like hey nice to meet you we're working together spiel is like hey part of working with me is i have an expressive face and Mm. you know if you tell me something that sounds like really wild I'm going to react like, wow, that was wild. Um, So, you know, I'm not so much of... I think the way I'll frame it to people is like, I'm not the therapist you'll see on TV who's like super buttoned up and strict and like, oh, how do you feel about that? Um, I am bringing my humanness in, uh, which in general works for some and of course does not work for others, but I do like to have it acknowledged, partly because I do know myself. I have a very expressive face and I am not... Actually, always
0: completely attentive to what it's doing, so it has to be acknowledged because it's like the yeah, outfit in the room. Otherwise, yeah, absolutely. And like you were saying too, I, I remember I remember the context of what it was, but you talked about that before. You mentioned that your so. sort of informed consent conversation that you you make that point. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that that makes a ton of sense. And again, it kind of gives you the room to be able to navigate that. Um, yeah, for sure. Again, any thoughts coming up for you, just hearing that?
2: Um, From a non-therapist perspective. Well, it's just funny because um, I don't know if I can um, talk about it, but um, we'll cut it up Um When Barone, when you're... Oh, I said
0: that. Oh, I'm so glad he's <laughs> watching you because like, I'm, I'm like not sure. You can say his name. Okay. I, think, I, I don't I think will, that that... Here's the thing. Well Here's the thing. I You in terms of his name I don't think you said his name I don't think I have but in terms of how HIPPO works that that's on him right he yeah. I mean, as a client or you as if you're disclosing that the client you're, partner you're disclosing that yeah like that, that that's that's up to us basically okay um so I don't I don't I mean I think it's okay okay yeah
2: just, I'm just because on the because you're talking about how you um can't really like make um direct agreements or you know like the conversation like opinions. right right. um well it's just funny because like like you said barone is very like to the to the and and just in case it wasn't clear that's that's my therapist again i have no problem with that being shared okay um but there are these moments where like you say something and like he just can't he just can't um contain it like you can, you can obviously see that he finds it very interesting. Yes. And I'm yeah. just saying like, it, I guess I'm, what I'm, the point I'm trying to make is I guess it's normal because mm-hmm. here is here is, you know, your, your therapist who, like you said, is um, more to the books, old school, old school. And then you've got you and Emma new school and you kind of both still do the same thing. Right. Right. Yes. I don't know that's what I was
1: saying.
0: No, totally. And I think, and, and, and again, I, I'm also going off of not just my own experiences, but um, clients I've worked with who have talked about these experiences where, you know, there are therapists out there who are even more probably strict, right? Where they wouldn't, they wouldn't show any reaction or it'd be very like faux pas, like you do not. Um, and- I see that a lot on TV you see it on TV, right? What TV seems to do, I know we talked about this in another episode, but dramatized. Well, it is. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's, and it's very, very black and white. It's very much like a addiction. Either, either the therapist is by the book and acts like yeah. this computer or they're sleeping with the clients. Like it's, yes. it's
2: severely unethical, oh. just yeah, like, it's not or. a therapist, truly. <laughs> right, Shouldn't
0: right. have a license. Or, right, or somebody who at least should be reported to their board. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah no, that, there's no middle ground. There's no, like... That's right. There's no gray area.
2: So basically, that's where reality is.
0: Is that it's, it's a lot mm-hmm. more gray. Well, but I guess my point, though, what I'm trying to say is that there are providers out there who are more extreme in that, and they are much more, more strict. And, and the feedback I've had from clients who have talked about working with those providers honestly has not been great and I'm not judging I'm not you know um, th- and that may be something that someone is truly looking for um, uh-huh. but if you're not showing any aspect of being a human and again I'm not talking about disclosing your life story to your clients or disclosing uh-huh. your problems to them no but yeah if you're not showing the fact that you're human it, you lose that, 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 that very that I'm trying to find the word um, you lose you lose appearing uh, genuine to your clients which in terms yeah. of core building is like key like that I think that's like the number one factor or one of the number one factors Research that we know that being genuine with your clients and showing that um, and clients being able to believe that and see that is really important. The moment that that's lost, either because you lied to your client and they they caught you lying, or because right because you're acting like a robot and you're being very very you know kind of by the book, um, they're not going to trust you as much. They're not going to buy into that, and and I think it makes sense that they don't. Um, so yeah, so going back to that, I think you're right, Carlos, Esch, it ideally I think there's more success when it's a little bit more gray. And my guess, I can't speak for my therapist, but my guess is that he has found that. So he allows himself to do that. And again, as a client, I very much appreciate that. And also, and again, this is more of like a general clinical technique, even politics aside, um, it's really powerful, I think, when a therapist is again ethical, you know, follows their their you know specific approach, doesn't self-disclose a, a ton or you know, too much. And then in that moment does break. I think it tells the client something and it can be a lot more powerful when that provider breaks for a moment and it can be used effectively if used right, um, Versus if the provider were completely open with their opinion all the time, if that makes sense. So like, Mm -hmm. because like the fact that Ron doesn't sit there with me and go, yeah, this person in your life really sucks and screw them. It
2: validates it more. You
0: know, he'll he'll listen, he'll he'll nod, he'll you know he'll ask me open-ended questions. But that moment I say yeah, and then this happened, and I see the look on his face. It's way more powerful because right, because I'm like wow, like Ron's really good at how he maintains. His structure. So if he's reacting to it, that tells me that there's something that I probably should be looking at with us like that. And all he has to do is show a facial reaction. He does not have to uh-huh. s- even say anything, right? Because, and that's how like, that's how he has it set up. Right. Like that's, you know, um, yeah. So no, and I, that goes to more like, a, again, a more so like, um, uh, general approach, but yeah, that's, yeah, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, that totally makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think all of that applies, bringing this back, applies here when we talk about the election and navigating this with our clients um, and trying to find that ground of, okay, I'm the therapist, I'm not your buddy sitting with you in your living room, you know, talking about this, but at the same time, I want to validate, you know, what, what this is like, and especially if, if you do agree or you do see it in the, in the same way. And again, going back to that privilege piece, if there's something about the current political climate or some things rather or systems at play that are either actively harming or could or will harm the client, depending on what happens again i definitely want to be validating that because if if the client is looking at that and seeing you know seeing what's happening in that way i want the client to know that i believe them i hear that you know like that's and that is that's incredibly scary um yeah anyway
1: yeah
0: other other thoughts
2: no
1: no you're nailing it oh
2: okay You're so surprised.
1: (laughs) Well, no, I just,
2: like,
0: I feel like I'm doing a lot of talking, so I'm going to, I'm going to step back for a moment and leave it.
2: Well, let's, let's break.
0: Oh, that's, that's convenient. Okay. And
2: gather our thoughts. Okay. And then come back to the new topic. Okay.
0: That sounds good. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're back. Uh, so, switching gears, uh, and I think what we want to do is talk about, yeah, what happens when you're working with someone who you don't see eye to eye. Um, and again, I think I, ma- I made the comment earlier that, that I haven't run into that too much. I think, I think I have actually. Now that we're talking about, it, I have a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'll share my thoughts on that too. Yeah, or just. Again, I'll, I'll get into that because I think there's a different dynamic that that happens and, and again maybe this other providers would say that this happens for them too. Um but Emma, what are your thoughts on this? And, and when you have a client that yeah. Well
1: played, sir. Yeah. So uh, luckily well I'm not gonna I do not have to for the for the record, all right? <laughs> And apparently I nailed I, I, it, so sorry. Yeah, you're killing it, so take it away then. <laughs> have not really had to navigate this i think there are i have a good chunk of clients where honestly like the election has not been a topic um i can't obviously come up with numbers right now or anything like that but i think in general the clients where we don't talk about the election at all um interestingly enough are often like cisgender heterosexual white men um which, you know, interpret that as you will. Um, but also people where the stuff they're navigating is not as politically relevant, in a sense. Um, meaning they are part of the group that holds the most privilege. So, you know, their, their rights are often not the ones being called into question. Um, and they're also just navigating their life stuff whatever you know just whatever those issues are so it just isn't the thing that's coming up in conversation so i'm not claiming to know that we would align politically or not i legitimately don't know because we just have not had that be a focus session. um i think i've had a couple clients based off of some of their comments that if i were to open that door i'd be like oh so tell me like who are you voting for, which I would not be doing, but, you know, if I were to open up that door, I may find that we would have differing opinions, right. so I haven't that was a very long-winded way to just say, like, I haven't really had to navigate this um, I can think of and I may have talked about this the last time we talked about the election but I can remember a time where I did have clients that I did have, like, some strong disagreements politically yeah let me rephrase that we did not actually have these conversations where we were getting into a disagreement but I had to kind of manage some of my own counter-transference with them because of some of their political leanings yeah. uh, so honestly how I manage that I reach out for consultation and or supervision and role play the heck out of it because I want to make sure I'm navigating it as ethically confidentially, responsibly as possible
0: right Right. Absolutely. You want to make sure that above all in your work, you're putting your client first, uh-huh. right? Whatever transference yeah. is coming up, whatever, right. Whatever that's eliciting in you, you want to ensure that they're coming first, even if it's something where, and again, I know we talked about this in some other episodes. It's like, it's one thing if I have a client, <laughs> it's hard because these things are all intertwine, of course, but if I have a client that's, you know, talking about, um, it's too much show my political leanings, but whatever. A client that is talking about you know trickle down economics and how it works so wonderfully, and I'm sitting there like mm, that's BS. But if, if I have a client session doing that, that versus a client that's coming in and clearly engaging in like racism, blatant or micro whatever. But clearly, like, you know, in in each case, right, how do I hold that space? And at what point is it a matter of, okay, no, I need to challenge this, because this person is and is going to actively harm others, and is not going to benefit from me just letting it slide uh-huh. and letting it, you know, or me just being uh, silent in that. And what are topics and areas where, and I, and I guess I, I'm kind of hearing that for you where you're kind of, again, that's where you're seeking that consultation and role-playing because it's like, if it is something that is maybe more so a difference in, you know, your views on capitalism, that's something uh-huh. where you probably don't necessarily want to shove that down your client's throat or you don't want to be like, exactly. you know, who are you voting for? And what is your stance on this? Um uh-huh. And, you know, one could definitely argue that these these things are all intertwined, but there are differences in, in all of that. Um, if that fits or makes sense. Absolutely,
1: fits. yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, one, one, one thing I'm, I'm thinking of, um, and again, this wasn't with a client, it was actually with a friend of mine, um, and uh, but I can. This is good to talk about because this certainly could have come up with a client. And again, how would I have navigated that with a client? And I think there's just things to talk about here. So I had a friend of mine who um, is uh, has somewhat different views than me, but we're going to be voting for the same person. Um, has enough of the same views that we agree on what is very dangerous and what we and what we don't want to see happen. Um, and they've become more progressive, in my view, anyway. They become more progressive over time. Um, and, you know, that's been, in my, again, my view, a positive thing, in my biased opinion. But anyway, so as we've been navigating that and, and having our discussions around that, um, recently, so they li- they happen to live with their parents, and they're, um, they have a parent who is very, very conservative and had a, um, a pro-Trump sign on his lawn. Um, and that sign was shredded by somebody, and they found it at one point, completely shredded up. And uh, my friend was telling me about it. And... And as my friend pointed out, he goes, I don't, I don't agree with my father on a lot of these things, but he was essentially backing up his dad in that that was wrong. He's like, well, this was his personal property and this shouldn't have happened. And that's still not okay. And and so again, this was the friend responding, right? Not a therapist. My response to it was like, he put a Trump sign on his lawn. What did he think was going to happen? Like that was literally like my response to it. And it led to a discussion <laughs> because that was not the space that he was in. Um, <laughs> that's not a reaction that I would want to have towards a client, right? Like that's right. not because if, if that were my client's, regardless of my client's views, I would not want to, I, I would not want to shut down that space for them. Even if there's some larger things that I want to maybe try to draw their attention to or get them to consider, that would not be the way to do it. And certainly I did not. I don't think I probably, effectively as I could have, got my friend to consider the way that I was looking at that. Because I was coming at it from a, yeah, I'm not saying that that was effective to do that, or I'm not saying that anyone should do that. But I'm guessing or wondering for that person whoever did that to the sign, they may have a lot more stake in this election than your dad. And your dad will find a way to cope and he'll go out and buy a new sign right? It's like, that's, you know, and I was, I was throwing these sort of additional ways of viewing it on a larger scale to him. And uh, yeah, with a client, what I want to do that, would that be effective? Would that be, you know, and I think ultimately, probably what I would want to do is, is see if I could get them to, to look at those perspectives. And again, not even so that they agree with me, but just so that they're looking at this in a more complex way. But at the end of the day, I would not want to force them into that because I don't, I don't think it'd be effective. I mean, just Point blank, I think it would shut down therapy and it wouldn't work. Um, but I also wouldn't want to just be like, you know, just kind of just let that roll and and not challenge it to some degree and not try to have us look at those other views because I think there's some important world views that they should be considering in that. For themselves, for their role in the world, for those, you know what I mean. Like that's, I think again, it goes back to like if you have a client navigating in, you know, racism, and you, it's coming up in the session, you don't want to just let that slide, um, right. but you don't want to point a finger and go, you know, shame on you, you're, you know, because that's not gonna, that's not gonna work either. Um, right. If that makes any sense. Um,
1: I followed the whole time
0: mm-hmm. okay. personally. What? Yeah. What do you? Uh, Carlos has been having some facial reactions. What are your? Oh. What are your?
2: Reactions? Well, no, it has nothing to do with
0: really what you're talking about oh
2: okay yeah Anything you want to share here though um how did you how did you describe the friend with um the conservative father how did you describe him well, well he, he he uh
0: we don't agree on everything but we agree he and I overlap way more than he and his father overlap that how was did that was you describe him point.
2: politically um oh gosh did you, did you put that out there is what I'm asking no okay. no no I, I wouldn't put a label on it no. okay no, because what I'm what what's in my mind is it's it's funny how in 2016 like this friend voted a certain way, and then we have another another friend who is like um, super liberal and voted like in an incorrect way, <laughs> and it's just funny how this friend was like more um, understanding than that friend, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, that this friend the friend. Okay.
2: Uh,
0: Sorry. Which is what going to come out with. It. So the friend that I have, who would maybe have more conservative leanings or conservative roots. Right. Voted against what those roots w- were suggesting or telling them to do in 2016. Yeah. And yet we had a friend who was way more liberal. Yeah. Uh, way more progressive. Yeah. Probably we aligned way more with who did not vote for the option or the person who would have helped us avoid the current situation. Exactly. Does that sound? Yeah. Yes.
2: It's, yes. It's, I just find that funny. Yeah.
0: we we'll it. What is your reaction to that?
2: Well, it's just annoying because it's like, what? Well, why? Like, if someone on that end can see it, why can't you? you're on this end already. Mm. So, can I jump in with that?
1: Yeah. So
0: this is this is, I think, really relevant.
1: So <laughs> i was getting excited. Well, for one, for
0: one, <laughs> and, and, but it, and it goes right back to again, how do we navigate this with clients? Because, so in the one case, well, let me back up a minute, and I just want to acknowledge I had a very similar reaction to you, and I've um. This, this, this particular friend, the one that's more progressive, we've had several conversations on this yeah. and and I made my stance and viewpoint clear uh, to him. But that all said, um, that person that you're referring to, the person who was more progressive, who didn't vote the way that we would have wanted them to have voted in 2016, yeah. they have, in my, again, in my um, uh, white male, cisgender Uh, gay but again present a certain way view right through my lens my sense is that they had they had and have way more at stake than my friend who has a conservative roots who is a white identifies as straight cisgender
2: male Um, and so But the thing is like he took himself out of the equation. And since he has more at risk, he has more reason to vote the prop like even if it's even if it's not the what the, the candidate he wanted, the other option should have given him enough um I don't know, resolve to make the correct vote. Because like not voting for this person ended up we and we
0: ended up with this person, if that makes sense. No, it does. That that yeah, I I hear that, yes. Okay, so I have some thoughts with this. Yeah. And I've had that reaction. So I I wanna be careful here because I'm I'm gonna I wanna challenge some things, but it's coming from I think some work that I'm I'm doing with this. Um, but I don't I don't I guess I wanna admit that though, because I'm I'm with you on that initial reaction. Yeah. Um Emma, do you have any thoughts before I
1: did notice some uh a specific word choice along the way of correct and incorrect choices. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at today's world, I mean, it's pretty obvious <laughs> people make the wrong choice. Um, even though, like, okay, so I don't personally see it as correct or incorrect. Our government's system right now makes it that way, it makes it bipartisan. Right. That's the word. It makes it like you have to you have to choose one way or the oh, other. Right. Well, if you, and if you don't, choose, if you don't right. choose one way or the other, your vote, your vote doesn't yes. count. Yes. essentially. Correct. So Correct. that's that's my point in saying that right. you're not making a choice at all is the wrong decision.
0: Right. Well, and is and that argument that if you're not making a choice at all, you're still making the choice. Right. You're still you're still. Yeah. It's but, just if, not a responsible choice. So just to jump in with this. So on a a personal level, I I get a lot of that. Yeah. Um, And I'm with you on that. And again, I've had conversations with this particular person and had made a lot of those points. Um, One thing that I'm being enlightened to, again, coming from my privilege bubble, is that when people look at the current system, and you were just getting at that just now, and look at and again, I'm not even saying I agree with this, so I want to be careful here um, on a personal level, but I want to acknowledge it because there's, I think, some really valid points to it. Um, that there are people who look at this and, and depending on how they've been impacted, right? We talk about like marginalized communities, how they've been impacted by the system, there are people who would say, right, but because the system is designed that way, and I have these two options that, depending on at what point in history we look at, have hurt said community in various ways. Um, right, left, Democrat, Republican, whatever the label is, that 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 this two party system has not worked for this community at all, in and, and, and any way. Um, as much as maybe one party or one side would like to think that, you know, we've done more, mm-hmm. right? That, in, in reality, we actually haven't. So, so, but that, so that said, looking at it in that way, and looking at the fact that, right, there are no other options, I, I the argument has been made that, is it really up to us, and I say us in terms of, and I know that we benefit differently in terms of privilege, even just you and I, Carlos, but In some ways, we also share a lot of privileges in our lives that based on the privileges that we benefit from, do we really have the position to say to somebody who is in a marginalized community, hey, but you should vote, you should still vote this way because it's still better. And again, I've taken the stance that yes, because this option is worse, but we are still looking at that through our privileged lens. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like we're still looking at it from our bubble. Mm-hmm. So do we really have, so again, going back to my progressive friend who didn't vote, quote, the right way in our view in 2016, did we really have the right to, to bully him afterwards? Yes, so I'm starting to question that. I I, <laughs> I agreed with that, and again, and I did right. But I'm I'm wondering, I'm wondering if we did. Like I'm I'm
2: questioning that. I mean, I'm not gonna like blatantly bully the person. I'm gonna let them know like they are pro- like this is like they shouldn't be surprised. Like I if, okay, I don't want to hear that person complain about the current situation because they had nothing to do with the outcome other right. than right not selecting that person. Right and again on a personal level
0: I'm like I'm all the feels with that like there's a part of me that's like well no there's a part of me that in my head is like absolutely like I fully agree with that Um, I guess what all I'm saying is that I think this is where it ties to the clinical piece and and especially coming at this in terms of therapy because here's the thing when I have a client who fits uh, more so the profile of that progressive friend that we're referring to Mm -hmm. and who didn't vote in 2016 or voted third party I have a react although I don't share with that client I struggle with that I'm sitting there thinking like oh you're one of them. <laughs> you, you led to this, and now you're here. But I've had to take a step back, obviously as a therapist, and I can't say that to them. But then beyond that, again, I'm being challenged on that, and in, in, in certain circles, I'm being challenged on that. And I think I, I do need to, I need to at least entertain other ways of understanding and viewing where someone in that position is coming from. At the end of the day, personally, it doesn't mean I have to agree with it because personally, I agree with you. Yeah. I think people, I think in general, we got to vote for the, for the person who's going to allow at least a little bit more room for us to enact change. Yeah. Even if we think that he is quote, the less of well, to evil whatever, that if he's going to even allow a little bit more room, we need to, we need right. to do that. And right now we have such a threat. My bias is totally coming up. But we have such a threat that it's like, you know, it's just, it's a whole other ballgame. Right. So yeah, on all those levels, I totally agree. But yeah, I'm, I guess I'm trying to remain open-minded to, you know, what that progressive friend of ours, how they might argue this, because we're not in their, we're not in their shoes. Right. We're not, we're not in their position. And in fact, they do have more to lose and we're seeing that. So aren't they more of an expert in that way? Like, aren't they more of an expert in what it means to have more to lose? If that makes
2: sense. Yes. But (laughs) (laughs) so until we get to a point, so like this, this is why there's an election process. Like there's, there's, if they, if the, if they want someone to get to that point, you can like to the point of where it's, it's, um, the, the primary, Mm -hmm. They, they can follow that person through that process. But as, as soon as that person is out of the process, they need to make a choice. Mm. They can't just be like, yeah. oh, well, my person didn't win. I, I'm out of here.
0: I fully agree. I mean, I, I, I think, I think yes. that's irresponsible. Yeah. Yeah, I guess what I'm I guess what I'm what I'm maybe going to. But I hear what you're saying. Yeah, totally. And I guess what I'm going to it is because I I would view it as as a response. Again, I use very heavy words um, and towards people like that, again, that I know to describe my thoughts and views on what exactly you just said. I guess I'm moving more towards I I agree that that's public. In my view, that's the most effective way to navigate the current system, given that it is flawed, given that it doesn't allow for which, again, that's a whole other issue. Right. The fact that we don't we don't have a system that allows for other voices and other parties and other candidates. Um, and I agree that that's very much an issue. But given what we have right now, is that the most effective way to navigate it? I would agree with you. And I still that's still my viewpoint. That, and that probably won't change. I guess my reaction, the severity of my reaction to somebody who doesn't agree with that, that's what I'm working on, because I think that is that had that reaction that I've had and in, in saying that it's irresponsible and all of this I think that is easy for me to say as a as a as a white man. I think that's. I can't speak for you, Carlos, but for me, and the privileges I benefit from, I think that's been easy for me to say. Um, And again, I'm I'm in circles where that is greatly challenged, and I and I appreciate being challenged on that. Um, Anyway, other yeah, other thought. You're you're looking at me, Carlos, and Emma. You haven't shared. You
2: haven't said much. So Um, I have another thought, but if Emma wants have something to say, she can say something too.
1: I think that, Tim, as you were talking, you did kind of like hone in on exactly a skill to apply when there is a political difference that the counselor and the client are navigating. Uh, You said something about how, like, I'm trying to be a lot more open to learning about my friend's motivation and, you know, their reasoning and experiences that they've had as to why they needed to like, um, so as you were talking, you just kind of like hone in on what a counselor can apply when they politically disagree with their client. You mentioned how you want to be able to like learn from your friends and the people that you're just coming across in your life and really try to like understand, Their life experiences and the motivations that may have led them to vote in a certain way or have certain political leanings. My sense is that's like, as counselors, what we should be applying to the clients that we may not agree with.
0: Right. Go in with curiosity and openness, and then shelf your own reactions. Yes. Yes, well said. Yeah, I for sure. And I think and actually as you're saying that I'm realizing that's part of part of again what's been helpful has been again some of the circles that I'm in and, and some of the work I'm doing around this but then also working with those clients where i'm having that reaction and i'm having to sit there and just like and and right and then instead of you know certainly jumping in and and jumping in with my own views on it i'm asking those open-ended questions i'm I'm exploring it with them i'm saying well share more about that what is coming up for you there and i hear that and i'm like wow like that's that is their experience and that's what led to that conclusion and if this were a friend of mine could i actually really even argue that Right. Like, that's not, again, I'm still going to vote and I'm still going to vote in the way that I think makes sense. But like, can I argue that person's experience? Of course not. You know, that's that's their experience. And they came to those conclusions on valid, real reasons. Um, You know, again, can I can I as a white man bully somebody in a marginalized community to to partake in a system that I mostly benefit from? And I'm saying, well, you'll benefit a little bit more if you just do it this way in the way that I'm saying. And when I look at it from that standpoint, like that, that helps because I, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that person. And, and I've been that person. I don't you know. Like, I don't want to be that to my, to my clients, but I also don't want to be that way in my personal life either. Um, you know, I think part one way I've coped I've for that is that I'll, I'll bully my, my straight, cis white male friends to vote a certain way and then I'm then in my head I'm like well no we're in the same boat and I can bully them but I don't know how healthy that is but um, but yeah I think that, that that's a really great point Emma because I think that has helped me even just in my work with clients because that's that's forced me to sit and listen because I'm yeah. you know I'm not gonna you know um, yeah I'm not gonna go in and, and, and challenge that in that in that moment um, yeah, yeah other, other thoughts though
2: um, yeah so How, um, when you, when you're talking to clients and, um, they say something and you want to ask a question about what they said, how do you make, how do you decide how to ask a question without implying that you're trying to go, like go somewhere with
1: it? If that,
2: if that makes sense.
1: Honestly, sometimes just lean right into that implication. Yeah, I'm trying to go somewhere with this. Like, I need more information here, or, you know, whatever the case may be. Or, I mean, like, my standby is just like, oh, can you tell me more about that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I just want to know. I'm curious.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I, I would agree with that. Um, and I'm trying to make this quick. I know we all have things in the next minute or two, We you got to wrap up our podcast. Um, but, um, yeah, I would agree with that, Emma, and you kind of, kind of leaning into it. Um, and also, I mean, I think one could even go so far as to say, you know, no, as you're talking about this, you're, and I've, I've, actually I've said this to clients I'm, I'll, I'll be like you're actually enlightening me to some things um, and it's not your role to teach me that's not that's not what, what we're here but I am curious to hear more about your experience and to the extent that it's helpful for us to be having this conversation for you I, I would like to hear more about X, Y, or Z because Ooh, I that's, like that. that's giving me more data and it's giving me better understanding as to where you're coming from and what which is all true, right? Um, I'm not jumping in and saying, and it's because I feel this way, but it's it's, but it's but true. Like, I'm, 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 I'm being honest in that. Um, but I also would want to preface that. I think, I, I hope that I have enough, but I try to preface that and really talking about this with clients, we talk about any topics, but certainly talking about politics and talking about the larger macro levels. I want to talk about this to the extent that it's helpful for you, right? So I know that, and I have one client, for example, who's really interested in politics, um, leans further left than than I do, but is you know is impacted by this both on a personal level and in other ways. And that's kind of how, cause I know that it's helpful to them to talk about it in session, but I also don't want to overshadow other issues in part because I enjoy hearing them talk about it and I enjoy talking with them about it. So I'll check in with that and go, Hey, you know, I'm enjoying this conversation by the way, like I'm, I'm cause I personally find some of this stuff interesting. It's helpful for me to gather this data and to learn more about you in, in these ways. I just want to check in and make sure that this is helpful for you and that this is how I want to be using our time because I also, And actually I'll be honest with clients about this too because I enjoy talking about some of this with you and I enjoy hearing your perspectives I can just keep going with this and we can but I only want to keep going if this is helping you I I only want to keep asking the questions that I'm asking if asking those questions is helpful to you if it's not we need to shift gears Uh in giving them that opportunity periodically and throughout that process um, if that makes sense
1: that's fantastic Yeah.
0: yeah 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 Oh, that makes sense to answer your question
1: yeah yeah um I think that was
0: like
2: a final thought question I think it was <laughs> think that it was, was. <laughs> it's nice how that like worked out
1: we planned it that
2: way totally <laughs> all right
0: so we are going to wrap up um next time we, we meet the election will have happened and i just gave myself a thought oh my god yes yeah. i said that um <sighs> yes um so we will follow up in a couple of weeks and i'm sure hopefully we'll, we'll all still be here okay don't okay i'm sorry um Thank you for joining us <laughs> on that note. Uh, and we will follow up. And uh, yeah, take care in the meantime.
2: Bye. Go vote.